temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, welcome to another week of One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And Steve, you know, no matter how old you are, you can always learn something. And I learned something this weekend. I learned what the word jabroni means. (laughs) What does it mean? Uh, Definition. Okay, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Jabroni. A foolish or contemptible person. Get it together, you jabronis, is an example. (laughs) Um, So I was happy to learn that one Travis Kelsey, who I know in these parts is not exactly the most popular guy for obvious reasons. He unceremoniously ended the Bills' 2021 run to the Super Bowl in the divisional round with an overtime winning touchdown and has carved up Buffalo's defense in the playoffs. But it was hard not to chuckle when uh, he called out the mayor of Cincinnati, who, for those who did not know, going into the game, said he wanted Patrick Mahomes to take a t- paternity test because Joe Burrow was his daddy. Oof. Um, <clears throat> so as Travis Kelsey was raising the AFC championship trophy, the Lamar Hunt trophy, on the stage after their 23-20 win over said Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Travis Kelsey had the following to offer to all Bengals fans. Do we have that? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. 
In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight! For your right to party. And then he, yeah, then he quotes the Beastie Boys. So you know, guy's got a whole new st- status in my book. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I, listen, Cincinnati. It's, it, it, we say we win as a team, you lose as a team. Man, all of the city, the mayor, all the way down through the football team, every, everybody. Every, that was a team loss right there. I was uh, for Cincinnati. Oh my goodness! These are days when the internet is undefeated, and on social media, it is undefeated in a way that most cannot fathom. And you know, if you're gonna walk the walk, you better be prepared to deal with the consequences if you don't come out on the right end of a football game. And I don't know if I've seen Eli Apple gift as burnt toast more in my life. On social media, the number 20 <laughs> appearing on a piece of burnt toast several times over. In his defense, he really didn't get burned in the game. Um, although he did get toasted in the wild card playoff that Cincinnati ended up winning. Demarcus Robinson got him to bite on a double move. But uh, yeah, man, you're going to smoke cigars in locker rooms after divisional playoff wins the next week people are going to be coming for you if you don't wind up victorious the next week and that's exactly what happened to him and uh i i really don't get what the whole bengal's shtick was the whole way like yeah. calling it burrowhead stadium like what what are you doing i mean You're only I, bringing uh, it on yourself with that stuff it's crazy now listen they played well in the game it was a close game hard fought game Kansas City controlled it from the outset, even though they couldn't put distance between themselves well, the reason why, and the Bengals the reason why is because half their roster got injured well plus they you know a turnover at the wrong time uh all of that stuff, yeah, and injuries as well. 
I, you know, yet on the one hand, going into the game, you had to admire Cincinnati's swagger because they they didn't care. They were going to they were literally talking smack to the one seed Kansas City Chiefs, a team who's played in the championship game five five years in a row now. Yeah, they played in the championship game, and they the challenger comes in talking smack. Now you can say what you want about the AFC. The Cincinnati Bengals. Went to the Super Bowl last year. All right, so if you're but they weren't, they, but they were on the road. Yeah. Well, they fi- they figured they won it on the road last year, and to me, this is what this is why Cincinnati f- was a victim of hubris here. You know, just like Icarus flying a little too close to the sun. Uh, yeah. They've experienced zero adversity since they first qualified for the playoffs. Zero. You want to talk to me about your backup offensive lineman? Okay, I'll listen to that. Um, but they sailed through the postseason last year. They got two takeaways in every dang playoff game last year. That's how they got to the Super Bowl. I mean, Joe Burrow and the offense did some stuff, but they're getting second-half takeaways left and right all the way to the Super Bowl last year and even got a couple in the Super Bowl yeah. um, and came close to winning that. So, you know, you, you, go, you sail to the Super Bowl last year. Uh, you play a Bills team that's dealing with, like, PTSD. I'm not a mental health professional, but it wouldn't be surprised if that came into the equation. The first time you're on the field again with the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs, you can't tell me that those players aren't reminded of the last time they were on the field with the Cincinnati Bengals three weeks ago and that it did not impact them in the game. I think it did. Um, And I'm sticking. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Not using it as an excuse. I just think it's a matter of fact. Uh, and I think it did impact the way a lot of those guys played in the divisional playoff. That's in the rearview mirror. So bottom line of the point I'm trying to make here is Cincinnati has exper- experienced very little hardship since they've become a playoff team last year and now this year. So it's about time they got a little dose of adversity and what the playoffs can dish out for you in terms of difficult things that you've got to stomach, figure out, and then get ready and come back again and hope you're a playoff team the next year. It's about time they had some adversity because they had none right. last year. Did you and, – and, you know, you listen to it, and you see it on, on the game. I mean, I was, obviously I was watching the game just like everybody else. Um, at one point, the, penal, the penalties and stuff, and, and, you know, Twitter was going crazy with how, you know, how the officials were calling the game – I gotta tell you, I wasn't. I was like, eh, you know, that that doesn't seem wrong to me, right? Um, I'm I, not know wrong. Eagles, I'm saying, I know in the I'm Eagles not, game they I'm missed saying the, the officials. I'm saying drop. the officials didn't do a bad job. The yeah. the the passing the pass uh, roughing the passer going out of bounds. Can you imagine if that was Joe Burrow going out of bounds and the and, it was unnecessary roughness and the he was a unnecessary roughness. If that was any, you can't do that. You can't do that, no, and that's I get a this too. Every, every the third game down, league. or the third down, or the fourth down that was called back, and they would stopped the play. They showed it on the they showed it on the yeah. replay. The official was running in from the back. Nobody end. heard him. That was nobody not- heard him. I get it, and you know, same thing. Um, holding calls, you can go back and forth. Oh my gosh, you can go back and forth with that every single game, every single snap. Um, it's crazy. Uh, so I didn't. You know, the Bengals can say what they want. Um, the Chiefs were in a better spot at the end of that game, and the Chiefs controlled play throughout that game. I thought they deserved to win. I thought they played better start to finish than the Bengals did. Yeah, and it was close. There's no question it was close. It was as close as it could possibly be and not going to OT. Um, 
Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. I didn't think. I. I'm. I'm having a hard time getting my mind around the 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 officiate the officials the Eagles, deciding that Niners game. game I just there were some missed calls there. The Devontae Smith catch that yep. clearly hit the ground after the fact and was never reviewed by the sky judge or anybody else. They were trying. Why do re- we have a sky judge if you're not going to be aggressive in helping the guys on the field get it right? Why are you there? Well, they've only got so much time. Understood. And they've got... But they got every camera angle known to man. How did they not see that one? Listen, you got to push buttons and get that stuff to roll back before you can look at it. Well, have somebody help this guy. And I'll say this, too. As a receiver, I saw that guy's... I saw Devontae get up, saw the look on his face, saw him give this signal, two fists together. I was like, I don't think he caught that. I don't think he caught that. You You got to throw the flag. Yeah. And I get it. You think, well, they're gonna, they'll look at. It. I don't want to waste my talent. Like, you got to get that right because the next play is a touchdown. At the very least, call a timeout. That and was give fourth them more time. down. Yeah. It was fourth down. You're off the field. Throw the challenge flag. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, and they, you know, because that's play setting up first and goal. I, I, I thought that was a completely botched opportunity by San Francisco. Yeah. And I, I was, there's. When that guy gets up calling like that, now I say, I, I know, they could have it in their playbook. Hey, if you make one of those catches and get up and do all that, hey, act like you get up and, and let's do it so we'll wa- make them waste a timeout or we'll make them waste their challenge flag when you catch it. Yeah. Even if you catch it, get up going like, hey, we better hurry because I didn't really catch that. Make them throw their challenge flag. No. That ain't what happened there. That is not what happened. Yeah, he wasn't trying to dupe anybody. Because if he makes a catch like that in normal times, the guy calls it, he gets up, and he's given the first down signal. He's taking a knee, and he's giving the little archer thing towards the end zone. He's doing all this celebration. He didn't do any of that. He was like, <laughs> let's hurry up and snap this because I did not catch it. Right. You got it. I mean, come on. That's, that's body language 101. What are the, you know, the, the San Francisco staff was dead at the wheel. Dead, they were asleep at the switch. Dead at the wheel. Asleep at the switch. On that, you've got to know that, mm-hmm. and I, you've got. I mean, I don't know Especially why. Especially on fourth down. I mean, you're talking about a turnover down. on downs, That's... change of possession, points I off. I thought the board. that was that was a huge miss. Now, I, the way the game came out and all that, it's like eh, it may not have made. Yeah, a difference, it might not but... have made a difference. And I'm I'm all about that. You can make that argument too. But that early in the game, when things are you know in doubt, because it took it took Philly a long time to start scoring points. Yeah, and. If you go into their building, you get up on them, or you know, do the things that the the Niners were capable of doing before they're down to quarterback number eight, or wherever it was. You know, they you got to think Philly's going to start puckering up a little bit. Gonna, I was disappointed you know? that the Forty ers didn't go to pure and unadulterated street ball backyard football once you lost Josh Johnson to a concussion. Once that happened and Brock Purdy couldn't throw the ball more than five yards, that was the time to put Debo Samuel at quarterback, who's at least a threat to throw the ball, and just start drawing it up literally on the sideline. Here's the first play of the series, you know. You guys run the X, just don't hit each other. Right. You know what I mean? What, like, yeah. you got to just well, you could... pull it all out of the bag. Debo, can you make that throw? Yeah, okay, this is what we're going to call. Right, I get it. And if you if you got nobody open, start running. You know what and I mean? Like that's what I would have done. These I mean, I know they put McCaffrey in at the very end, but it was too late. It's I know it's social media. This is where we live in. As soon as that happens, where Josh Johnson comes in, and all of a sudden he's out with a concussion. All over social media, it was just like when the Bills lost to the Chiefs uh, 
and Josh didn't get a chance to have the ball in overtime, we got to change the rules. We got to change it. We got to change it. We got to have give them, let them have an emergency quarterback on the roster. No, no, you don't. Those are circumstances that no can a cat. That you don't could change happen to any the rules. Team. You don't change the rules because you got into a game that starts to turn ugly because one team couldn't handle right. it or had a bad whatever whatever the reason is irrelevant. What the reason is you should have adjusted and what I that's what I would have done. Like you're already down. What was it? Twenty twenty one seven twenty eight seven. I mean, throw it. I mean, second half. All right, guys, we're really up a creek here, but here's what we're going to do. Remember when you were 10 years old and we, you dropped the play in the huddle? That's what we're doing here. Debo, you're the quarterback the rest of the way. If you don't have anybody open, you're going to be running. So receivers, everybody else, if you don't see the ball getting thrown, get ready to block downfield because Debo's coming behind you. Yeah. And, just and you know, maybe it doesn't work, but at least you can't tell me that they game plan for it. At least yeah. it's something that Philly hasn't seen. At least you can get a chance to compete and throw the football. Maybe make and... a few plays, score an unconventional touchdown, something. I mean, I'm not saying that San Fran wasn't trying. They were, but it was a fruitless pursuit, and it just, oh, my God, did it drag the game down. That thing was a right. snore fest by the time you got midway through the second quarter. It was terrible. I, I mean, for all that your players put into the season, I thought that Kyle Shanahan should have just said, you know what? Whatever game plan we drew up this week is not going to work now because we don't have a quarterback playing the position anymore. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this instead. I really thought, you got nothing to lose. Nobody would have argued with that. Right. You got nothing to lose. Yeah, it was, and it really turned ugly, and it'll give you an idea. Even a guy like Brock Purdy, who you can say what you want, a system quarterback, and he was just a maintainer, a facilitator, all that. <laughs> the guy's pretty important still. I don't care how, yeah. little, how little you thought of Brock Purdy or anybody else. He was light years ahead of where Josh Johnson was, and he, wa- he gave him a chance. And dropping back and getting caught in the middle of his throwing arm, just a lot like Josh Allen had, it's, you know, and then, you know, on the play where he got hurt, they thought it was an incomplete pass. Turns out it was a fumble. And the Eagles guy just, you know, kind of, you know, like going till after the whistle was, you know, just kind of hustled over, just kind of picked the ball up for a clear yep. recovery. And they end up getting the ball because of that. Yeah. Because of that. Um, yeah. Brock, what an, what a disappointing Sad, unfortunate. It's the same kind of injury that Josh and, had. Yeah, it's just, it's just a horrible way to have your season, and particularly for a guy like Brock Purdy. I mean, you know, it's hard not to. Oh, he was it. living the high life yeah. for about five weeks. And, and we were all in it with him, too, right? I mean, yeah. How long is this going to go? Let's see. Um, whether you liked him or not as a quarterback, where you thought it was going to last or not, it was an, an, a compelling story. And to have it in like that, it's like, oh, man. And I think, you know, going into the Super Bowl now – I think the Eagles are like an early two-point favorite or something. The Eagles are proof of how good a football team can be when you have a top-five offensive line in the league and a top-five defensive line in the league. People can talk to me about the A.J. Brown trade for 100 days, and I don't give a crap about that. What I care about is how Philadelphia assembled an offensive line that is top five in the league, and a defensive line that is top five in the league. They can go toe-to-toe with anybody on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And that's why Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. Why? Because he's got running lanes to use, and he's got time to throw. 
Yeah. And their defense, oh, by the way, led the league in sacks. So by a, by a, by a, a mile, significant margin. By a mile. So uh, that is why they are the prohibitive favorite going into the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. And after watching that game yesterday, because I'll be honest with you, you know, we're always working on Sundays, I had yet to see an Eagles game start to finish all season long. And I know that probably wasn't the best example in light of how shorthanded the Niners were after they had no quarterbacks left. But – if you can dominate the Niners' defensive line at the line of scrimmage, you're doing something right, and they did that yesterday. So I am amending my plans for the draft for the Bills, Steve. I am going O-line in round one, two, and three. I know that's ridiculous, <laughs> but I'm, I'm using hyperbole to illustrate a point that I'm trying to make. Yeah, I don't have a problem. With one that. of the main reasons that the Eagles have been the best team in the league front to front to back is because of the players they have at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And is AJ Brown a difference maker? Absolutely. He's a 100% a dynamic playmaker. So is Devontae Smith. So is Dallas Goddard. I'm not saying they don't have it at the skill positions. They do. But the reason Miles Sanders looks like a world beater is because of the guys they got up front. And the reason Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate is because of the guys they have up front. That's where the, the, the most important investments were made. And, I mean, the Eagles, you know how we talk about how the Bills roll eight guys on the defensive line? The Eagles roll ten. Yeah. They dress ten guys for the defensive line to roll through. Like, Barnett is an old player. He's like 35 years old, but he only plays 20 snaps a game, and he's effective because of it. Right. Yeah, and you look back and you equate this to what we saw the Bills do and how they finished up the season, and and people are complaining about how they couldn't take advantage of a depleted Kansas City offensive line. Cincinnati. Obviously. Cincinnati offensive line. I, the Bills' defensive line without Vaughn Miller, without Jordan Phillips, and without Daquan Jones was just as was just as injury riddled. We didn't know that we didn't know that Jordan and DeQuan weren't going to play until late in the day. Well, Jordan Phillips played, but he was ineffective. He's one a one arm defensive tackle. He's having he getting he's getting his labor replaced. So or rotator fixed, cuff. rotator cuff fixed. So um, it was. Yeah, it's at this point of the season more so not as much now as it had been in decades past, but now you do. When you get there and you get a roster put together like the Bills have, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Niners, the Eagles, and some others, uh, or even the Cowboys, you get some of these guys that have a roster put together that are really a pretty salty bunch. And the longer the season goes and you lose this guy, and it's a little bit of a ripple effect. Then you lose another guy, and then it's a bigger ripple effect. And all of a sudden, you're not the same team as the season rolls on and more and more you see it played out when the teams really who get to the playoffs who are really healthy and really playing well, and they just show up big time. It shows yeah. up. It shows up. Uh, CBS Sports NFL insider Jonathan Jones is reporting that the league has informed all 32 clubs of what the 2023 salary cap will be. It will be 2288 million dollars which was the estimate that i know brandon bean touched on he said it would he anticipated it to be somewhere in that range and that leaves the bills over the cap and i'm going to do my quick math here 
They're going to be over by about $23 million with who they have on their roster under contract as cap, of right now. The cap went up $16.6 million this Due to the big year. media deals, the NFL and ticket deal. Some, some are anticipating in 24 it's going to spike again. This is a big, that's a big jump. It is a big jump because it's usually 10 to $12 million a year. Now it's sixteen, They're which also, is good news for the Bills. It means less cutting and, right. you know, contract restructures and, and everything else getting out ahead of it they're also saying it's going to spike again hard in 2024 it's going to be two years because of the covid problems and you know how yeah. they they're still not back to where they were expected to no be. and they also borrowed from years like this for then you know so it wouldn't instead of having the cap drop to 175 million they kept it up um uh, they you know artificially inflated the cap to keep it up because what was going to happen was it was going to be chopped by another $25 million. Um, so they didn't let that happen, and they're still recovering from that, too. Yeah. So, when so somewhere between hits, $22, 23000000 million yeah. over for the Bills. It's uh, this going to be how much, how much are they over? 20, About $22. $22, yeah. Yeah. So they've got work to do. It's going to inevitably involve contract restructures, probably some outright player releases, and some extensions to spread some money out or, you know, simple base salary to bonus, money in the player's pocket, help us out on the cap kind of deals. There'll be a bunch of those, a handful of them uh, going forward here. Uh, Let's go around the NFL, though, Steve. And around the NFL is brought to you by Kaleida Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. And we begin, Steve, with uh, – I'm going to start here. The NFL coaching carousel. The Cardinals, who are still looking for a head coach, have requested permission to interview Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as well as defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. These, to, to our knowledge, are the first interview requests for Bengals' assistance, despite the fact that there had been five head coaching jobs open. There are now just four, and there very well may soon be only three. The Houston Texans could meet with 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans as soon as today. It's believed he is the favorite to be named the next head coach of the Texans. Meanwhile, over the weekend, the Dallas Cowboys and O.C. Kellen Moore have mutually decided to part ways. According to reports, this was Moore's request to move on. Jerry Jones let him out of his contract to honor it. And just like that, it looks like he is going to be named the new offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Chargers. So apparently Kellen Moore has had enough of Dak Prescott, and he wants to work with Justin you Herbert instead. It? You think that's it? I like, think it's part of it. Like, I think it's part of it. I mean, he was there for four years. I think he had three top ten offenses with Dak Prescott. Now put him with Justin Herbert and see what happens. You think it was Dak, or do you think it was the working environment, the way the organization? Probably started? both. Probably a little bit of both. I would say both. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything. But about Dak anything. Prescott is a confounding quarterback to work with, is he not? He's either lighting the world on fire. Or he's throwing two picks at the worst possible time in a football game. I mean, that's who he is. Yeah. He's, there is no in-between with Dak Prescott. It's not like, oh, you know what? He played pretty well today. It's either, wow, look at that guy. Or it's like, oh, my God, look at that guy. Yeah. I mean, that's what he is. Yeah. There is no in-between with Dak Prescott. Yeah, he's a he polarizing is a lightning guy. Rod. He's polarizing, no question. I, 
We, I, we, I've heard people do this. Where, where do you put it? Give me a comparable starting quarterback in the NFL to Dak Prescott. Is it Cousins? Somebody right now? Is it Cousins? I, I want to believe that Dak, Dak Prescott can do more for you than Kirk Cousins can. Or what about Ryan there, Tannehill? Is he I, th- like, I think they're above average, but in different ways, is he those like, two guys. Is he like Kyler Murray? I don't even like Kyler Murray. So that's, you I know, think you Dak know what I'm Prescott's saying. a better team guy and a better yeah, leader I'm, than I'm Kyler talking about, Murray I'm talking about if you, if you were going to sit there and have your team take the field. I think, he, would, I think Dak Prescott is, there a is slightly better than Kirk Cousins. Slightly better. That's, that's probably and better right. Than, and better than Kyler Murray then, too? Or? I'm biased against is Kyler Murray. Is Dak Prescott more effective now than a 45-year-old Tom Brady? Yes. I would say yes, but <laughs> if you can't you live would. with his mistakes, you probably take Brady because he doesn't make as many. I mean, the reason Tom Brady has seven Super Bowls is he doesn't make mistakes. Well, He's he, death yeah. by a thousand cuts, yeah. most efficient quarterback maybe to ever play the football, and that's why he wins. He doesn't win because he's got unbelievable athletic ability. He wins because he doesn't make mistakes. He know he he knows how to win the game. So you'll take Dak over Tom Brady right now today. I mean, right now because I, I believe Brady's I get all that. skills are deteriorating. Right. Okay. What about oh, let's go down the list? Aaron Rodgers. You take Dak over Aaron? No. All right. Matthew Stafford healthy. I take Stafford. Yeah, me too. Like, I mean, I this, love this. this I, is actually, how, I love doing this because this I, is how this is how bad it is. There. I love. That. I think that's why Kellen Moore is like. I, all right. Here's my. Here's the. $70,000 question, $64,000 question. That's all we're paying? Okay. Every, no no other considerations is just to plug one guy in, one guy out. You're, for one year. Are for, we talking one year, one game, not just, career? Uh, yeah. Just, I'm starting a franchise. Let's say, what let's am I say doing? one off, full off season and through the year, see how it goes. Who would go better? Dak Prescott, Russ Wilson. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I would go... I would take Russell Wilson only because I want to believe last year for Russell Wilson was an aberration, not a trend. Dak Prescott has been this way for the last four years. Right. You know, you say you're Doc, Dak Prescott in the Dallas offense and all that, like we see, is a known commodity. You think the upside on Russell Wilson's better? Because I want to believe last roll year was dice. an aberration. Got, right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's the only reason I'm doing that. <laughs> What about a guy like Justin Fields in a better system, like in a better organization like Dallas? I think you know more about what Dak is. So if you can live with it, you take that because Fields is still very much an unknown. Okay, what happens if you put Dak Prescott on the New York football Jets? <laughs> I love this. I just love this. I just absolutely uh, love this. <laughs> I am going to say if Dak Prescott is on the New York Jets right now, I could talk. they are a they – are they are an eleven and six football team, and they're really? good enough to make the playoffs. Really? But Dak will kill them in the postseason. And then they, yeah, they may win he a playoff. Kill game, them say, in the postseason. They, so you think they could beat, win the division against the Bills with Dak? No. All right. So they're a wild card team. Yeah. So if they go on the road, say this year they get the five seed, they go on the road to Jacksonville. Do they beat that team? They might. They might. 
They could win a playoff game. Yeah. You know? All right. That's about it, though. All right. That's interesting. That's, I love that. He is a roller coaster. He is a personification of a roller coaster. So his he offensive is, coordinator pulls the ripcord. Yeah, I'm out. Kellen Moore, guess his name? And uh, he gets to work with Justin Herbert instead. Right. I is, mean, whoo! I'll say this. Talk I, about going to the penthouse. Um, yeah, moving, that's really intriguing I mean, for he me. He is the yeah. Jeffersons. Moving on up. I, I don't know. Herbert? You wouldn't, you wouldn't rather work with Herbert than Prescott? Come on now. No, that's not the. That's not what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm talking about going from the Dallas Cowboys right. to the L.A. slash San Diego no-fan Chargers. Oh, that them of the of, – yeah. if the Chargers won the Super Bowl, there'd be like six people at the parade. <laughs> that's not true. Six. L.A. is as front-runner as any city in America. Yeah, we saw if that. they won the You're Super right. Bowl – You're right. When the Rams won it, there were 500 people at that's their That's right. There were 500. Yeah. 250 of them were employees and families, <laughs> and the other 250 was the vast I don't know if there's a more front-running city than L.A. I get it that. It is as front-running as you can get. So I'm just saying, if you're Kellen Moore, you're going from a, a, a building in Dallas at the Star where absolutely everything's about winning football games. And the biggest problem is probably the owner cares so much he can't keep his hands off it. Right. To a, a, a team in L.A. that is notoriously poorly led. Yeah. And notoriously cheap. They do have two $20 million a year receivers. I don't know if we can say that, really. How, okay. Things are going to change I'm there just really saying, quick. I'm just Kellen saying. Kellen Moore's arrival. You can say what you want. It's awesome. It's awesome. He's got uh, Justin Herbert to work with. He's going to be. It's going to great. Everything else is what I'm talking about. Yeah, and very quickly, a head coach that was on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why you have a new offensive coordinator there. I'm just, you know. Yep. I mean, they, you know, they were. What they were second in the division with wild card, ten and seven. With that guy. Yep. With the other guy. Okay. All right. That's interesting stuff, though. There, There is more coaching carousel news that we have to get to with you. We saw over the weekend that Vic Fangio was reported to be the next defensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins. Hold on a second. That may not be happening. We'll explain why next. Here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, this is Buffalo Bills Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 